Well, 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 there's some interesting news that's starting to come across the wire about Jim Crow Joe. Now, Jim Crow Joe is going through his transition to go into the White House. And, you know, there's a section of our community that believes that Jim Crow Joe would take care of black people, that um, we just need to get Donald Trump out and get um, Jim Crow Joe in. So what's coming across now is that, as we talked about last time, is that the shields and the uh, people who hardcore, you know, religious Democrats are starting to get concerned and rumbling. And some of them are actually having what you would call a buyer's remorse. Now, we're going to look at this and hear what they're saying. So they're talking about the the heads of the legacy civil rights groups saying they are struggling to participate in President-elect Jim Crow Joe's transition as they vie to be included as the incoming administration tries to make good on a promise to black voters to be the most diverse in history. Yeah, yes, actually, they are making strides to be diverse. Being diverse doesn't mean giving anything tangible to the black community. And, I, and I'm going to get on that diverse and the kind of black they actually want and explain to you a little later why they picked a certain kind of black. But let's continue before I get to that point. So they're saying prominent civil rights advocates say they have, haven't been consulted about the key cabinet picks and are frustrated. They haven't met with Biden since the election. Well, you said that you just needed him to, to get in there and get Donald Trump out. None of you didn't want anything at all. You said you wanted a black woman. He got you something like a black woman. He did that. You said that you want him to have a diverse cabinet. He's actually doing that. And then the diversity that he's doing, you're not liking. So it's kind of like you made a deal with the devil. You know, the, you know, they say you make a deal with the devil. He always got his fingers crossed behind him. That's exactly what's happening to a lot of them. And I said to myself, I've been thinking about this. I say, you know what? Maybe just maybe this is a matter of fact, I'm starting to see Joe Biden is going to be actually a blessing in the end to the black community. You may say why see that contingent right there. That's mad right now about what Joe Biden isn't doing or they aren't being included or he not even talking to y'all anymore. Maybe just what we needed to get that last little bit of black folk to get on board on what we talking about here and what we talking about at the grassroots level, because if this didn't happen or these things aren't starting to happen, they would be hardcore. Like I said, Democrat religion as they normally are. So they say here, we aren't asking for some kind of veto. We are asking for some kind of consultation. See Mark morale. He's the head of the national urban league. He said, we are still in a wait and see mode, but we think that the civil rights community should be more closely engaged. See, he's not asking for, for a tangible. He's asking for consultation. 
And they like, I don't need to consult with y'all for anything. I did what I said I was going to do. I gave you some kind of black woman. You know, I'm not, I'm not giving you a black woman that's, you know, their ancestors have been here for hundreds and hundreds of years. The ancestors built this country. I'm not giving you that black woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to go and get Nina Turner for you. I'm not going to go get a black woman like that. Um, I'm going to give you Obama in the skirt. That's what I'm going to give you. You want diverse? Fine. I'll go get Indians. I'll go get, you know, the guy they put, you know, in the uh, deputy treasury secretary position, a, a guy from Nigeria that was born in Nigeria, um, you know, because he's the right kind of black that we want. Uh, we don't want black people that built this country and that lineage of people. We want black immigrants because black immigrants don't make us feel a certain way like you black Americans do. Um, so what are you talking about? So they said Biden, of course, they say he said he selected, you know, Kamala to be his running mate. And she would become, they say, the nation's first black vice president, in addition to being the first woman and Asian American to hold the job. Now, they said so far, Biden has made three of his cabinet secretary picks, including Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is a Hispanic. And his pick for Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will be the first woman to hold the job. Now, he could pick him, but Mitch McConnell and them got a vote on him. So <laughs> there you go. Because on Tuesday, Biden rolled out his economic team, which includes one black man, one black woman, one Indian woman. He said the new White House communications team is entirely women and more than half are non-white. Linda Thomas Greenfield is a, a, a black woman as they will serve as Biden's ambassador to the United Nations. Representative Cedric Richmond, a black man, will hold senior advisor role in the White House and say, but the leaders of some civil rights groups remained uh, concerned. They're not being consulted. They said, we haven't had a meeting with him. We have not had a conversation about the Georgia runoff. We have not had direct conversations about key appointments that are going. He said, said Derek Johnson, head of the NAACP. He said, civil rights leaders in this country should be on par, if not more than other constituency groups he has met with. You feel that way because you guys, you know, galvanized and you got your booty to the polls, you know, like the strippers say, get your booty to the polls. So you got your booty to the polls and, and, and now, you know, you're being used like a stripper would be used or a $2 uh, whore would be used. That's basically what it is. Now, as Johnson said, his group is opposed to two names that have been floated as possible uh, Biden cabinet picks. Former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack to return to the job and former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel to take any role instead of his group is pushing for Representative Marsha Fudge. Now, she's a Democrat out of Ohio to be Agriculture um, Secretary. So they say the tension underscores. Which is likely to be an ongoing challenge for Biden after building a coalition to win an election. The various representatives of identity based groups they have propelled him uh, will say in how he governs. They say in how he will have to balance the needs. I said black voters were decisive. They got their booty to the polls. Um, with record turnout in swing states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and gave the Democrat an edge over Donald J. Trump. During the campaign, Biden said diversity is his administration would mirror America. Now, he, he could easily give you diversity. Diversity doesn't mean anything for black people. See, diversity is easy. Just give you a job. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, basically what we're saying is that should be good enough for you black people. Okay. So uh, they continue. Mark Morales says 
that I, I think they got to understand how important and significant the expectations are with respect to the African-American uh, participation in all aspects of government, all aspects. He said, this isn't 2008. This isn't 1992. This is 1976. This is a different time, a very, very different time. I would hold the judgment for now, but I am offering these comments. Well, you didn't get anything concrete from him. He's giving you what you guys had wanted. You said you want a black woman. He gave you something like a black woman. Um, you asked for diversity. He's doing that. He gonna come at y'all eventually and say, Hey, I'm giving y'all what y'all asked for. Now they said Biden is a release. Some of his concern uh, over the level of black participation administration with several appointments to his economic and communications team, picking Adewale, Adeyemo, a deputy treasury secretary, and Cecilia Rouse as the head of the Council of Economic Advisors, three black women, Ashley Atine, uh, Karen uh, Jean-Pierre, and Simone Sanders, uh, who was serving the West Wing communication field. Okay. So they are not liking what's going on. Okay. Now let's talk about what I said earlier. It's a certain kind of black that they like, and we, we really have to break. We have to talk about this. Do you know why the white establishment prefer black immigrants? It's not that black immigrants are smarter. It's not that black immigrants work harder or they just have better morals, you know, and, and clearly what I'm saying is, you know, my position, you know, I rock with black people worldwide, no matter where you coming from, you rock with me. I rock with you. You, my brother, you, my sister. So that's for sure. I show that on my platform. I have people from all walks of life. It's black. I got Africans. I got black Americans. You know, I have all kinds of people, you know, and I, and anybody else I can get in the Caribbean, an Afro Latino, anybody that I can get that's black. I'm going to bring them into my platform. So understand that that's how I run mine. But when it comes to the white supremacists and a lot of black people just don't understand, some don't understand this. And sometimes it creates a divide at times because, you know, they don't know why they're being used and preferred and black people feel like we're being replaced with them. And in a way you're right in a way, but let me explain to you why they prefer them over us. A few reasons. Understand something. Let's go back to the greatest sin in this nation. Slavery, Jim Crow, convict leasing, KKK, hanging black people, bombing churches, destroying black wall street, destroying Rosewood, anything you could think of these people destroyed from us, still in our wealth, still in our land, the evil of things that we may not even know that they done. that just have been reported yet. Emmett Till, George Floyd, uh, Rakia Boyd, you know, we can keep naming names, Trayvon Martin. What I'm, what I'm saying about this is that the difference with a black immigrant and a black American is that when they get around a black immigrant, they do not feel the guilt, the shame and the condemnation of what they do today and what they have done in the past. Understand that when they get around you, 
when they get around me as black Americans, they have to look in our eyes of, of everything they have ever done to us as black people. So when they get around us, they feel uneasy. They feel shame. They feel guilt. Notice what, what some of the white supremacists say. I don't have white guilt. Why would they say that? Think about why they're saying it. It's because they know that they walk around with a guilt and a shame that's upon them. Now, if you believe in the Bible, I don't care. But the one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, according to Jesus, say was to come into the world and convict men and women of sin. So you have to understand everything they've done to us. They have a conviction of the Holy Spirit upon that group daily. And they cannot get away from that conviction until they make it right. But the making it right would mean they have to take it down a notch, come off of their idolatry that they have. They have to make things equal, but they know the moment they make things equal, they know black folks and what we're capable of. Now we don't know what we're capable of, but they know what we're capable of. They know we're gonna, you know, level up and we're gonna take over real quick the way we do things. Not saying take over is gonna harm them, but just take over where we're not in no slave minded position. Now understand something. They don't want that because we go back to the Willie Lynch letter where they say that we gotta keep them dependent on us. We got to keep them trusting us. So if you give reparations and all of that, then you can't do that, right? So anytime they are around you, they are reminded every day of slavery. They are reminded of Jim Crow. They're reminded of every evil and vile thing they have done in the past all the way up to the day. Now, when they get around um, a Nigerian, when they get around uh, someone from Senegal, Senegalese, when they get around someone from uh, South Africa, they don't feel that because they didn't enslave the Nigerian in this land. They didn't enslave, you know, I'm not saying that, that Africa, some of our people didn't come over here from Nigeria, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is Nigerians that come over here now, they don't, they didn't do that to them. Anybody in the Caribbean, they didn't do that to them. So because they didn't do that to them, you have Africans and Caribbean people don't have the same relationship with the white supremacists that we have, understand? So we fighting systemic white supremacy all the time and they coming over and say, well, I don't understand why, you know, you guys are, are like, I mean, I know about racism, but like what? Because they can't relate to that because you grew up in Nigeria, everybody black, you know, the people that's gonna oppress you is gonna be somebody black. It's not gonna be, you know, none of these people over here. So they come over here and they look at this place as the land of milk and honey and everything good and, and, and fine. So they prefer instead of to give a black economist, a deputy um, treasury secretary job. No, they rather give it to a Nigerian brother because they don't feel a certain kind of weight around them. You understand that our presence is literally make them feel guilty. This is why they don't like you talking about racism. It's not that you talking about racism hurts them. It doesn't hurt them. Talking about racism and them hearing it, it gets down to the, to the core of their soul. And every time you talk about it and you describe it and you, and you, you get an accurate description and you constantly beating it a, a drum, listen, you are cutting a soul and they hate that. This is why they hate any black person that talks about racism, calling it out, talks about history. They don't like it because it is a, a condemnation 
upon them. And, and even if those who did not do anything, those who say, I didn't enslave nobody, I didn't hang nobody, but they have a guilt as well because they know that the system that they live in today and benefit off of came from the bodies, the, 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 the limbs, the murders, the rapes, the, the uh, burning down black people stuff, stealing their things. Some of the things these people got today is, is and land and money was all stolen from black people. And, in a, and they know it. A lot of them know it. And this is why they feel guilt and condemnation when they hear us speak. This is why. This is why they will hate a Malcolm X. They know he ain't lying. Cause see, when you talk about racism and what's happening with that, they never tell you, you are lying. They always got to say something else. They, they want, they want to play this reverse psychology and say, you're, you, that's racism. You're the real racist. Like what? And you silly to even get into that argument with them because you speaking a truth. How is a truth racism? It's no, tr it's no racism truth because you never said Malcolm X lied. You never said Martha Luther King was lying. You didn't say the honorable Elijah Muhammad was lying. You didn't say Khalid Muhammad was lying. You, you never called none of them liars. You never said Dr. Francis Crest Wilson was a lie. No, you know, everything they said was 110% accurate. The fact is your guilt that you walk around with every single day for what you have lived and continue to live is why you do not like anyone speaking about racism. So when it comes to the black immigrant, they prefer them because most of the time they're not fighting against white supremacy. That's another thing. Number two, they don't feel the guilt, condemnation, <laughs> condemnation and shame that they would feel being around you and me. So they say, shoot, <laughs> I rather import a lot of black people from, from the continent over here and, and try to do anything we can. I rather import someone from uh, Latin America here and, and that'll be our quote unquote people of color that'll fill our diversity quotas that'll fill our affirmative action quotas. We'll do all of that and we won't have to deal with those black Americans whatsoever until we need a vote from them because all the thing we need from them is just to shut up and vote. That's it. We'll come to them. We'll say, oh, systemic racism. Oh, you know, it's bad. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, I hear everything you're saying, but remember with the WikiLeaks report, they gave us specific instructions. Listen to black activists say you understand, but don't promise them anything because they still have the benign and neglect policy that was instituted in the Morningham report. If you ever knew about the Morningham report, that's where that benign neglect policy come from and why we treated the way we treated uh, politically. So you will continue to see black immigrants get in more and more positions um, because as I stated, they don't feel guilty around black immigrants. They only feel the guilt around black Americans like me and you, they're not going to even hear about reparations from black immigrants because they can't relate to it. That's not their story. Their story is something else. They can be supportive of reparations, 
But unless that that black immigrant is married to a black American, and that black American is you know putting up on teaching them our history, teaching them everything they need to know, and then they could be you know spokespeople as well, you know, because hey, they married into the family and everything. But if it's not nothing like that, you have some, 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 not all, some black immigrants, parents would say, don't marry one of us. So you're not even marrying one of us. How you even know, how you even know what's going on other than the guys of racism that they may deal with from time to time. But as I stated, they're the right kind of black for definitely the white supremacists on the left. That's for sure. So Mark morale and, and, and NAACP and all of you, um, they, they don't want to hear y'all. All they need you to do is shut up and get black people to vote. You know, they want you to get your booty to the polls, as the stripper said. And, and that's what y'all did. And do you realize there's no uh, plans? They don't even come talk to black men at all. And they're actually lessening their time talking to black women more and more. I'm seeing too. And but black men black men is going to be the, the, the instrumental group, I believe. And we take, we taking a lead on this is that we're going to watch what Jim Crow jo- Joe do every step of the way. And he better make good. And if he don't, I promise you, like I said before, it's going to be a big protest vote next time around. And it's going to go one of two ways. Either the protest vote definitely led by black men it's going to be either to the either to the GOP because they sick of what's going on here. We sick of being like treated like like we are poison or something. You can't even address black men or black men going to sit at home and encourage their women to sit at home or they, and whoever else is in their family. Black men, when we get on code, understand something. People, the women would definitely follow when we on code because they'd love to see a black man take a lead. Why you think more black women even voted for Trump? Because they heard more black men taking a lead. You understand? You sit up here and keep underestimating black men. You think we we can't do anything. You think all we're gonna do is, is focus on strippers say get your booty to the polls. That they may work for some deaf, dumb, and blind black folk, but that's not gonna work for all of us. It's not. More and more brothers every day is looking out for for the better interests of their community. I was on Clubhouse. The other, uh, actually tonight on Clubhouse, and we we're talking about you know black economics and, and rebuilding you know things like Black Wall Street. And there's a lot of brothers talking about this on Clubhouse. Brothers from all walks of life. Brothers who are um, politicians that was in there. Brothers that was you know playing in the, in the NFL. Brothers who are investors. Uh, other brothers that's that's entrepreneurs. I mean brothers that got something going on. You know they they talking about these things. Brother, all these brothers in here talking about reparations. You understand what I'm saying? So, do you think you keep underestimating black men if you want to? Think we are game, black American men at that? Because I know you don't mind getting with a brother from from Ghana. You don't mind that because you feel comfortable around him because you didn't enslave him, but you enslaved our ancestors, and your in your hatred is toward us. Why you think they sit up there and try to? Uh, harm us more than uh, black immigrants. Black immigrants don't deal with the police brutality issues that we deal with, but they sure make sure to get at black Americans. I'm telling you that they hate us. They, they, they hate us because of the condemnation 
but but they don't want to do anything to fix it. Like I said, you're going to have to deal with us. It's bottom line. You're going to have to deal with us. If you don't like dealing with us, well, you like you tell us they got planes. You can go to Europe if you don't want to deal with us. You got to deal with us. It's better you deal with us in the right way. But let's let's see what's going to happen. Let, let's just see what happens. Let's say Jim Crow Joe is, 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 is you know, like I say his presidency be, will be watched. Now you got some black folk. They came in my coming. Man, Phil, uh, give him a chance. He ain't got in there yet. Hell no. I'm on him worse than I could ever be Trump because of all that voting black people did. I'm on him before he get in there. I'm on him from day one. I'm on him every step of the way. So forget that. If you don't want to hear me uh, give an account and, and take the task with Jim Crow Joe Biden is doing, then you, you probably shouldn't be listening to those videos. Forget that. Even, even the, 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 the hardcore religious Democrats, is saying, hey, hey, wait a minute. Jim Crow Joe not even talking to us. He ain't talked to us since the election. So if they saying it, you already know it's a problem. You know, listen to what they said, man. He ain't even talking to us about the runoff election. It's like, like what? He don't care they win or what's going on? Black folks trying to get um, these two Democrats elected. But let me tell y'all something else. I don't think Jim Crow Joe want two Democrats elected and where he would have control of the house and Senate. I'm going to tell you why I think Jim Crow Joe don't want that because if they get control of the Senate, the Democrats, then guess what's going to happen. Guess what's going to happen. Black folks are going to say, okay, Jim Crow Joe. Now we need reparations. See if Mitch McConnell stays in control and those seats go to Republicans, then he can say, well, you know, they're, they blocking me ah, like that. But if the Democrats get it, then, then now you can come up here and say, all right, now we, now we need this HR 40 bill. We need, we need that commission going because uh, we got to pay these reparations. And then, and, and, and listen, the Democrats actually would be a nightmare to Jim Crow Joe to have Democrats running the Senate. And he has to be pressured to pay reparations. And he basically would have to say no to it because the moment he says no, he already know the backlash is going to be on Democrats. The moment he says no, and they know they can get it done. Cause I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be one of the brothers that's going to be, be egging it on say, Nope, he better sign reparations if they get a Democrat control. That's why he's not out there campaigning. Trump talking about going out there. He, he leaving. He talking about going to, out there to uh, Georgia and campaign. Why, why Jim Crow Joy and campaigning for him? Why you out there saying, man, I need these people elected so, so they can help get my agenda out here? No, because Jim Crow Joe hoping like, man, shoot. You know, I don't, I, I don't want, I don't want, you know, I don't want these Democrats to be in control of it. The, 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 the Senate. Oh no, I ain't trying to get these black people nothing. You know, so ladies and gentlemen, like I said, these, this politic is going to be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. And, and, and we're going to be talking about them every step of the way um, as possible. So, if you like, like I said, if you don't want to hear about Jim Crow Joe, like I said, you don't want to hear the truth about, you know, your, your religious figure, the Democrat Party. Like I said, I don't know what to tell you, but we got to inform the people what's going on. So, 
guys like i said once again you came over here appreciate you you know make sure you subscribe you know definitely you know click the like button if you like the video and uh just check us out in the comment section thank you for listening to the philo scott audio experience i hope you learn something from our program make sure if it's your first time here go and check out all the episodes that we have start binge listening that way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about if you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show support us monthly you can do it as little as a dollar or more support of the show helps us to keep going helps us to change upgrade buy equipment you know eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys so support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate we definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now we love you we cherish you thank you for everything that you're doing see you next time